are you looking to start a podcast like this? Anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free. You can create podcasts from your phone, computers, or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks. Make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement. It is the podcast platform for all. Download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to This Dev Life, the podcast for developers where we talk about the daily life of developers, challenges we face, and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Join me and let's have fun together. Hello guys, it's another exciting episode of This Dev Life and on the show today I have my friend and brother Matthew or Dead Domini who is a senior enterprise software developer and has worked on various projects as a new um, he's been a good friend, he's been, as in, he's been a real dev so, um, so I'll just leave him to introduce uh, himself so Matthew, welcome to the show, tell us more about yourself Good day, listeners. I'm Matthew Dedoin. I'm a technical consultant in the business solution unit of Rugby Business Solutions, and um, I'm the technical lead for D365 Finance and Operations. What's D365? Well, um, D365 is a Microsoft solution for enterprise resource planning. It includes um, various um, applications. And um, it's 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 basically um, a financial planning core solution, which helps companies to be able to plan and manage their financial practices um, in a more efficient way. Mm, that sounds very exciting, like what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something I can delve into now as a developer? Well, it's yeah, almost every developer. Would can get into it but you just have to decide um, on taking new challenges uh, because it's a bit closed it's not that open like the normal c-sharp javascript that people write today so that's just the difference okay so that's matthew uh, just a little bit more so our listeners can have a little background into your journey in development you've been coding for how many years now um, I started professionally since 2015, so... Unprofessionally? Unprofessionally, it's been over 10 years. It's been over 10 years. That's a very long time to be coded. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit of, about your career growth from when you started up until today. Well, uh, it's been the... Um, the journey has not been smooth as people... Expect as people think uh, to be a developer, it's easy in a way, and at the point it gets tough. So when I started coding, I don't even have an idea of what to do. I just I'm just learning this, learning that, learning this, learning that. But uh, at the point in time, there was a focus, there was light, and there was a pattern that 
I decided I would take and I started following that pattern and that has led me to where I am today right from the university days down to the days where I started coding as a professional person so that has just been the summary of the journey so far some point he noted that it's not been smooth as people see when they see you in the morning they're like ah i want to be like that guy but what you need to know is there are some times along the way where you know you feel like just dropping the laptop and getting out that sort of career there's been those frustrating times so yeah the main reason why i brought you on the podcast this episode is uh, i saw your whatsapp status some few days ago where you shared some very nice tips on you know how you approach software engineering as a practice and i'll just like our listeners to actually hear that uh, so i think it's time we get into it uh, so you mentioned about eight cogent points and i have them listed here so we'll go into them one by one and you explain uh, what you mean by each of them the first one you mentioned was to never despise knowledge what does it mean to never despise knowledge yeah so um along the line when i started coding i discovered that most of the things i'm doing today that i'm using today were not things that i learned consciously most of them were things that i just learned just for knowledge sake uh i never knew when i would need them and as at the time I was learning them, but I just learned them and all of a sudden I find them very useful and um, ve- I-, I find them a very great tool that I'm using currently in my practice in software development. Um, one of those is ability to write SQL scripts very well. I never knew I would use SQL script, not that I'm really using SQL script, but at a particular point in time, Currently, I customize dynamics of finance and operation, and you need to have deep insight, deep knowledge of SQL, and so because it is a data-centered application. So, um, I just learned it because I learned PHP. I know how to write PHP very well, so I learned SQL scripts writing PHP. So, from there, I just want when I was in third level, I stopped writing PHP really seriously i just do it maybe some people are very serious and they come to me for help i just help them out and then move on but for my home main practice i was not writing php because for me then i fancy the object-oriented programs like java and c sharp so php was not in in the in the real yeah things for me to learn i've i felt i've grown beyond it but all of a sudden, I discovered that right now I'm using SQL very well. I use some functions that I don't, I mean, some skill set that I just learned um, unconsciously, just because I just felt I should need to just know it. So that's why I said the first thing that makes a programmer to be very efficient is you don't despise knowledge. No matter how little it is, you don't despise it. Okay, that's a very cogent point. So, I tell beginner developers that I teach. So, I teach C-Sharp at the beginner level. I teach DevOps, Azure, almost all things at the beginner level. Yeah, I, I do some advanced classes. And what I tell them is, 
you never know when you need that little extra skill outside your field. Definitely. Uh, for example, I used to excel a lot today because Definitely. I have to do reporting, I have to do planning and all that. I didn't go to any school to learn Excel. I just picked it up. And I actually met someone where I did my IT, my friend. So listeners, never despise knowledge. Right. The next point you made was never say it's impossible. Are yeah. there some things ever possible? Well, uh, there's a there's a there's a slang that I and my friend Matthew, do, which you know, always always use. We always tell to ourselves that as long as you can think it, you can tell me that this is what you want to achieve. It can be coded because if a if another human brain can be able to process an information to you why should you not be able to process that same back into the computer because the truth of the matter is as a developer you have the control over what the computer should do so when you, when they come to you for requests features uh sometimes the first view of that feature is impossibility yeah, I've been in that place before. We come with very serious feature requests that you don't have a technical. Uh, you don't. You don't have a technical. Yeah, no clue. Yeah, clue of how that can be possible. But at the end, uh, what I've discovered is I do say it most times too. Sometimes they go that oh, it's not possible. I can't do this. It's not possible. I can't do that. But as I grew in my career, I discovered that most of the things I said I can do sometimes, some years back, I can actually do. And effortlessly. And effortlessly. So, I discovered that, and also I've seen where, uh, I've been in a place where um, I came into the place, they were just, you know, um, they were requesting for something. They've been requesting from a different colleague of mine, which has been telling them that it's not possible, it's not possible, that he can't do that, they can't do it, they can't get it done. But I just walked into that same um, environment and without giving me any previous history of what has been on ground about this particular case I was just told that uh, they need to up, uh, implement this, implement that, implement that and I told them that I will get back to them and in three days I was done and it was then I realized that oh, so they've been talking to someone in fact, this person is a senior colleague and the senior colleague has already been saying it's not possible and I did it so it's it's turned out to be something very disappointing like people lose trust in you if you if the, your first statement to them is impossibility they lose their trust they lose their hope but when you come out with words like yeah we'll look into it some things are not possible now but they are possible in future so those are the perspectives in which we should be looking at future request or request from people to do things there is no impossibility it's just that your heart or your mind has not been able to conceive how it can be done mm, those are some very deep words let your mind be able to conceive and birth that possibility into requests that come your way so never say never you might not know it but there's someone or a guide somewhere that knows how it should be done or maybe it's not even possible now 
it is possible in the future. The third point you made was never overestimate your abilities. Does that mean I'm not selling myself short if I say, I'm just a gentle boy, I'm just a junior dev, I don't have to do this. What? What does it mean? Uh, Never estimate your ability in making promises. Don't overestimate. Because this is why most people are stressed out these days. You overestimate your abilities. We want you to do something for us. How many number of days will it take you? You yourself, you know by your ability, this thing, you finish it in two hours. Why tell them that exact same two hours? And something goes wrong in line. But the person that hacks you is only expecting results. Nothing must come in between your promise and the result. But here you are. You are battling with something that is actually different from what you are supposed to be doing. So, give a space for for some unforeseen circumstances. So, don't ever estimate. A tax will take you one week in the original sense. Tell them two weeks. Give yourself a break. Give yourself time to ruminate over things that you will do. Because most times why we jump into conclusion or give um, deadlines is because you've done some things that are close to that in the past. So, this also affects you in a way. You believe that you just go back to those things you've done, look at how you did them, replicate it. No new thing. You don't have any new feature. No new methodology. No new style. So, you just replicate what you've been doing in the past into this new request so give yourself a time to think about how can you do this thing in a better way even though you know how to do it but give yourself some time to also think about doing it in a more better way that would be more efficient and also add more value to what you are supposed to do because when you rush to give deadlines you rush to give timelines you come under pressure. If something goes wrong along the line, you come under pressure. And nobody's and nobody's expecting you to come back and tell them that, oh, uh, my laptop has this issue. Oh, the server I was supposed to deploy to has this kind of issue. So I can nobody will nobody would accept your excuse. Everything everybody wants is result. You committed to your timeline and you must deliver at that same time. So not all customers are forgiven. Not all customers, not all. Even most customers are not forgiven because even if they are in the loop of the problem, they will still tell you that if you overcome that at a particular point, there will still be a day they will come back and tell you that, oh, that was how you told us that last week uh, you finished something in three days. We got it in two weeks. And in a way, that is reducing your your, your value. Your integrity is coming down. One thing people tell me these days is if Matthew tells you he's going to do something in five days, believe it, you'll get it in that five days. And that is building your value. You have built your value over time. So even if something goes wrong, they still have some room to say, oh, they believe you. But if you are the type that always do that often and often, things always keep happening in coding. Mm. Your value keeps dropping. And nobody will... They believe in you. We keep also dropping. And then you are losing your face. So, trust the currency that needs to be earned. 
and to keep that trust with your customers with your managers with your colleagues never never overestimate your abilities give some leeway to faults and issues that might call along the way and time to improve this actually happened to me like last week or last two weeks when i was trying to move an app from dotnet score 2.2 to 3.1 and all i did eventually was right click upgrade projects that mm-hmm. got down then i realized i had about 168 errors i read to the customer i would give this to you by the morning so I had to stay up all night to make sure that is ready. I, I got burnt out as the me. following day. I could not do anything practical because Let I stayed up all night too. It, sure it has know. happened to me several times. I promised somebody, you know, I use TFS and um, somebody just undo all my pending changes. True. I mean, I got to the environment that they, I deployed, I've deployed the the saving grace was i've not approved to go to production so i deployed i was just let me check this thing in staging i discovered that everything i ever did every change request i made has been undone by somebody which i don't know so somebody went into the server undone all my pending changes i don't know how that happened to date i don't know how that happened i just knew that all my changes were on and i was in the hotel I was holding the training section. I was in the hotel. I collected the change request that, okay, after the training, I would deploy. And the training was supposed to end in two days' time. So all my changes for two weeks has been undone by somebody. Just because I have been traveling, I didn't push on my source code. So I left room for mistakes, which somebody went in and just did. So I could not blame anybody for it. So I had to sit down, pick all my change logs for two weeks, Overnight, I was doing everything over and over again. But thank God, I never told the customer the date. I only told the project manager the date I'm going to do. And the project manager at that time has not even come back to the customer too. I just told the man, see, you have to give me another two weeks because of so, 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 and so, and so. If the man had gone to tell the customer, end of story. So, it happens almost every time. So, that's why... Let's give room for mistakes. Let's give room for faults. Let's give room for... Just another, to relieve ourselves of pressures. Yeah. Another very important point you made was to never argue with non-technical people. Hmm. How do you handle that? When they say, this is going to work, are you know it's not going to work. When they say, it cannot work, are you know it's very simple. When, when you keep arguing with non-technical people, the only thing you are just doing is you are just making a fool of yourself. Because no matter how you try to explain, some people, especially the ones that don't want to understand or listen to you, will listen to you. There's no way you want to explain. Anybody that doesn't have a full scope of what you are doing from point A to point B, don't argue with such people. You are just wasting time. Uh, for large organizations, you have project team. For smaller ones, maybe your lead is the one giving out requests. And for some people whose leads are not okay, developers, let me put it that way. Their their leads are just business guys. So is the one coming with the request change, request, coming with the features, coming with everything, dropping it for you. And it drops some things and you need to explain how that will be done to him. And you are trying to explain that what he brought, this is how we can achieve it 
but we can't achieve it in the way he's saying it. But he's not trying to listen to you. And you keep arguing. You are just wasting your time. What I do for such people is this. Number one, if I have somebody that can interpret my terms to him in a better way, I do. That was I do this when I was still you know new in the in the in the in the system. But now, no matter how non-technical you are, I can still interpret what I want to do to you. I'm I'm moving away gradually from using too much technical terms to do my presentation to people. But then this is what I do. If I cannot explain to you, I look for somebody maybe a senior colleague now to explain but if there is none i will just tell you that i've had you i'll get back to you i will now go back home just rest relax maybe play some games and why do you know those things i'm thinking on what that person actually said you know a developer's brain never sleeps so you think on it but when i'm communicating back to you because i don't want you to be interrupting me when i'm talking I'll put it into writing and send to you. So you have to read everything first before you come back to me. Because there are some people, they will never let you learn before they throw you another question. They are always toppers. That's what they call them, toppers. People that always want their voice to be heard often and often. So you don't argue with such people because number one, if you are hugging, number one, you are reducing your productivity. Time is very, very key to everything. That time that you spend arguing, when you are not doing brainstorming session with the other technical guys, it does it's not valuable. The only time you can argue is when you are doing brainstorming session with people of like minds. But when everybody is not, the person you are talking to is not technical. The person staying beside the person is not technical. Nobody can understand your terms. Nobody can understand you. So imagine somebody say hey, they want to build an app that cut across all platforms and they want to make use of some specific phone hardware. And you are trying to tell them that, okay, for this app, you want to do this, you want to have this feature, you want to have this feature, you have to do native coding for this platform, for this platform, or for this platform. And um, the person said, no, he has heard of Cordova plugins that you can do everything with Cordova, you can do everything with this, you can. So people come with those things, they've read online, yes, but the way they read, the things they read most times does not apply in practice. So you want to practice something you've read about okay the future or the the capabilities of a particular platform and what you want to do actually that platform can achieve it but that platform they are still working on it to perfect some other features but you are not looking at the dependencies involved in achieving what you want to achieve which that platform doesn't have you understand so you just come up and say no this must be done this must be done this must be. i have a boss that does that till date but i know how to handle him i just don't reply i just look at him i say okay i've had you and i walk away and when i'm done with what I'm, i want to do i tell you this is what i want to do this is what i want to do and this is what we have for now we keep working on this while we drive towards productivity productivity is what we are looking for not wasting time on implementing things something that you can achieve in another platform in maybe five days you are looking at using another platform that can spend three four months and that's what they will stand on but you you know what you, you just tell them that they should trust in your ability that you know your job that you get back to them with the best thing you can do don't argue just okay try not to argue another thing 
important point I mentioned was try to explain to your non-technical audiences in very non-technical terms. There are ways you can make mm-hmm. things. There are better them. ways, yeah. Yeah. So one of my bosses used to say, uh, so if I cannot explain Azure to my grandmother, I don't know Azure. Exactly. So as technical as you want to be, don't be over technical to the point that you lose the communication between you and the non-technical audience and of course try not to argue with them. <laughs> Another funny point to make is never argue with the compiler. Yeah, that's very key as a developer. Never argue with the compiler compiler. The compiler is always right. It is just garbage in garbage out. What it tells it to do is what it comes out to do. So don't have better don't bother to argue with the compiler because uh there was a scenario that um, you know and norms can be very funny so you were trying to do some switch statement with enums so uh, i finished the switch statement i discovered that my test was giving me a wrong result i looked at my code again ah, this thing is right logically it is right yeah it's right but what i didn't know is this i didn't have a break I didn't break all my switch statements. I didn't break any. So it was just running through, going to the default. So I didn't add any break statement. So case this, case that, case that, I didn't break. Neither had return. So I should stop it. So I kept looking. You know, you know, there are some times that you look at what you have done. Logically to your brain at that point in time, it is correct. That's why most times when you are working, try to take a break. If you are doing something over and over again, it keeps giving you the same result. And that's not the expected result. Just try to walk away. Maybe you hold your phone, check some tweets, or you do something to just distract yourself. Let the brain recycle. And you come back to it. You'll find a problem in it. Most times when my team is having issues, I tell them, go home and sleep. Just go home. There, there was a day we've closed four. You know, they were, they were coming up with a lot of errors. I just carried my bag. I knew when, if I'm not there with you guys, you will not keep bothering me with problems. I just carried my bag. I said, I'm leaving. If you want to follow me, follow me. So, everybody left. Second day, they were telling me, ah, we've done this, we fixed this. We've... It was because their brain is patterned along what they've written so far. So, the brain keeps interpreting to you that this thing is correct, whereas it's not correct. And the compiler cannot be wrong. It has been tested and trusted over time. Even if there is issue with compiler, it would be in things that doesn't affect your code directly. Though there are issues with compiler, yeah, there is there are bugs in compiler, but not with interpreting your code. It cannot be wrong interpreting what you give it to do. So never argue. Just know that you have done the wrong thing and go back and fix it. So amend your ways where you think the compiler is wrong. <laughs> and of course, one important thing mentioned that when you think you're right over and over again, take a rest, take a break. Your brain is a refresh. The brain is not like the super weird. Yeah, it's a super weird in a kind of way, but sometimes it doesn't rest to come mm-hmm. refresh and look at the problem with a new view. I remember this one of the things we talked about on episode two. Uh, where I talked about the naughty box, where you should take a rest, take a break, close that laptop, play some game, do some tweets, eat some good food. Exactly, that's key. <laughs> yeah. Stop taking coffee without food. Okay, I know you're gonna come for me for not taking coffee. I don't take coffee personally. 
I don't think anyone should, but if you take coffee, just try to double down on it. In fact, some people think taking coffee makes you a programmer, but uh, most times it doesn't make you a programmer. It just wears you out because I tried it several times. Uh, anytime I take coffee, I discover that my brain skips. Like my hands most times doesn't align with the keyboard. So <laughs> yeah, my so I stopped it. I moved down to beverages. So I don't take coffee that that hard, except if it's going to be a long session of talks, not coding now. You know, talk. Yeah, we are talking. Everybody's active. <laughs> yeah, and I want to be alive to communicate fine. But if it is coding, I need to be in a cool place. And coffee makes my body hot or something. I don't know. That's how it does me anyway. Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> On the sixth point, you mentioned to never implement a feature twice the same way. Good. Uh, the key thing is always improve what you did last week. To, okay, you are building e-commerce solution. Let me use a common example. The one you built last year. Somebody requested for something close to that again, e-commerce. So... You are building it again this year. You just copy the same code base. No new method or style of achieving nothing. You just dump it for the same person. It is bad. It doesn't make you grow. Because when you built the first one, you had some challenges quite alright. When you are building the second one, build it as if you've never done it before. Though there are some things that doesn't change. No, the flow, the process flow of an e-commerce solution does not change. But the methods of achieving each process should change. You don't use the same methods, the same classes, the same names. You don't... In fact, it's, if, it's, if you want to use that same code base, refactor it. Make it neater. Where you used over 700 lines of code. Can't you break it out into utility classes, have some global scope... Um, methods that helps you to do some things like file upload like um, like compression you want to compress the file that you upload to the system break it out instead of using you are not you are not in the procedural system of writing codes even those that do procedural now they have had a way of breaking out their codes to use include files include include to to break it out so don't do the same thing twice it doesn't make you grow so what the, one very funny thing is, if I look at the code I wrote to you every day, six months, I'm like, who the heck wrote this code? So, it's a sign of improvement when you look back at your own code and you see that, ah, you know, some very... <laughs> if a friend of mine replied to this um, point, especially said, you checked some codes you wrote three months ago, that he was about to slap himself, ah, how come did I write this? How come? Don't do this. check new features, check new ways of doing things. If I um, for programming languages, they release versions like C sharp is on our uh, what version now? Eight. eight, yeah, I think it's yeah, 8.1 or two. So those versions have new ways of doing things. Do, do you know that some people still of today they still use if this is not equal to no it's not done anyway if an instance of an object is not equal to no before you check the property of that object let's say 
in a in a in a class of uh, let me say cars you have a class called car you want to check the model so you want to check if the instance of the car exists before you access the property called model in c sharp you don't have to write if car is not equal to no again there are better ways of doing it just put a question mark it it only accesses the property if that instance is not no better ways your string format has changed in c sharp you don't use string the format again you just use dollar sign and then you pass everything you want to pass you don't need to use to string again there are better ways just use your string format instead it converts everything to string better ways of doing things you don't have to keep doing the same thing over and over again and use tools that help you to learn things like the sharper for those that use your studio for those that you just bring solutions the Android Studio is there. It helps you to factor your code in a proper way. Use good IDs. Don't use Notepad IDs or Notepad-based IDs. Use good IDs. From there, you'll be able to learn new things. Oh, even if you don't read documentation, those plugins are there. Install plugins in your Visual Studio. Plugins that help you to manage your code very well. There's a funny plugin I use in my Android Studio. It brings out fire. And what does that mean? It's the speed no when i'm coding it just brings a fire it gives me a feel that oh i'm coding it's it's exciting in a way but what it does is this it captures how many times you've used short codes like control shift k control shift l control shift m all those things it helps you to learn all those things faster the beauty of a programmer is your ability not to use the mouse often you know those short codes and you can effect what if your mouse pad stops working and you are presenting what will you do <laughs> so as a programmer as a developer you should know short codes are for smarter people and the people believe that when you use short code you are smart and those that include short code are, are doing it for people that are smart so you should learn all those things too it helps you it makes you faster it makes you faster you don't have to be highlighting how do you highlight some people said uh, like like um, for all the ideas i use i know almost every short code for code formatting for comment section for code highlight for for refactoring like in my if i want to refactor into a method i want to refactor into a global variable i want to refactor into so many things i want to change something refactor into a class take a module to a, take an aspect of if initial so you know all those things it helps you to be faster and make you a better programmer in some ways and that takes us to our next point where you mentioned that we should never stop reading mm-hmm It is key you read every day whether it is about what you used to work or what you don't used to work you read every day because this takes me back to my first point never despise knowledge you never know when you will need those things you are reading like currently i studied computer science in school i'm working with a financial core solution that means i have to understand accounting and not just one aspect of accounting. I have to understand various aspects of accounting. Fixed asset accounting, inventory accounting, the general accounts. I have to understand their processes. I have to and I have to build solutions or customize solutions to meet those needs. How do you get that? It's by not reading. 
is by no stop reading. You have to read every day. When I first started, debit and credit was like hell to me. I don't know the difference between the debit and the credit. I don't know the difference between when you are debiting in bank and you are crediting in bank. I don't know. When you talk of customer invoice, vendor invoice, although I don't know. But it was challenging. It was taxing. But I have to read it. I have to sit down, pick accounting basics, and I was just reading it. I was just reading it. I just, and I found that everything I've been doing has been exciting. If I stand today to demo, people don't know whether I'm an accountant or I'm a computer scientist. So applies to over everything I've done. I've worked with, I've worked with um, other solutions such as Land Survey, those, those geoformatic systems. And as a developer, you are expected to know at least little about almost every sector of the economy because you never know where you fit. I have a I have a friend today. What he's doing is is um is into full medical solutions he deploys medical solutions he, he writes codes i mean to program all those art beats art beat solutions um the ones that measure your heart beat the temperature all those and one day there was a day i asked him how convenient is this thing for you the only answer he gave me was if you can read if you can read no knowledge can can be so far from you if you cannot read everything is at your reach if you can read. and today it makes it easier you have youtube you have google there you can type any foolish question you have somebody will answer in quora anything somebody is always there to assist there are a lot of medium posts that you can read there are a lot of the only thing i don't read in fact I read for the games I play to understand some things in the games I play. I read about it. I read some stories about the games I play so as to understand some things. So you read anywhere you get to just read. Your phone is there, your smartphone is there. When you are in the bus, you are you are on a long journey. Just continue to read. Start some offline pages. If you know where you are going through, they have been turned it. Just read. It helps in a, it has helped and it is still helping. If this doesn't apply to only developers, it applies to almost everybody. You read. Like currently now, I do some project management things. Excuse. I'm not a project manager, but I was forced to start doing it. But I don't have a choice. Because currently I'm moving away from the core delivery person to an architect. Slash manager. Yeah, slash manager. I have to learn all those things about fit gap analysis, business requirements, all those their terms. I just have to learn all those things and come into it. And that is very key. Never stop reading. So never stop reading, never stop learning so that you are able to communicate and deliver better. So that takes us to the last point where you talk about to never be afraid to take up new challenges. Tell us more about that. So, um, I'll start by explaining this um, based on the first point, never despise knowledge. You taking up new challenges is a function of how 
your worth of knowledge so your worth of knowledge is what will push you into your ability of being able to take up new challenges and how do you acquire knowledge is by studying is by reading is by looking at how people are doing their things so i would say like i was uh, uh initially into web development mobile development but now i find myself in the enterprise environment where i'm dealing directly with enterprise solutions and moving from the web and the mobile to this point is is not just that moving because you have to f- come with new skill sets new set of ideas and knowledge new programming language and what gives you this confidence is how well you've been able to cope with challenges in the past so this is the the thing i'm saying about never be afraid of taking up new challenges because uh if you have achieved some things before you've done some things before which you yourself by your own capabilities you know you cannot achieve you've broken barriers you've had a lot of breakthroughs before taking up new challenges will not taking up bigger challenges will not be that uh, impossible for you to do but you have to not be afraid of the little little challenges you come across right now because there are bigger challenges that will come later on and this your cv of breakthroughs is what makes you to summon the fear of taking up new challenges hmm. those are some really big points um that this is my friends you've been listening to matthew erp developer dynamic developer c sharp developer java developer html developer angular developer you should developer for everything and just to make it a wrap up are there any last tips and advice that you want to give to developers well if uh i'll say having lifted all these points they don't stop there there are so many other things that are you know uh, embedded that makes you great but what i would just say is every time you do something put in your mind and add to it and you will definitely achieve it because if you have set your mind and your heart to do something and you achieve it that gives you confidence to be able to take up big attacks and move on to better your life and also one thing we developers don't do often in this part of the world is we don't appreciate ourselves learn to appreciate yourself if nobody's giving you credit for your thing learn to put value on yourself know your worth know your value and this comes by being able to at least have all these um attributes that i've said earlier so that gives you self-worth and self-value and by that nobody will be able to just talk you down at any point in time thank you yeah so thanks very much uh thanks for coming on the show and i hope when we call on you next time you will be able to answer us definitely i will thank you very much so thanks for listening to this episode 
we'll catch you on the next episode of this dev life bye you've been listening to this dev life a podcast for developers by Darao Ladapo. Thanks for joining me on the show. I'll see you in the next episode.